So welcome back to another episode of Renting an Apartment in New York City. My name is Rodolfo Delgado, and today's very special guest is Lindsay Casagrande. A veteran real estate agent working with Real New York, Lindsay has become an expert in real estate video tours. Today's episode was recorded over the phone. Lindsay, as you know, the current conditions right now in residential real estate, especially when it comes to renting, have greatly shifted. How are you managing this change? Um, it's definitely been a really, really inspiring time for me because at first, I think in general, the you know even my peers and other agents were we were all just very confused and there was so much uncertainty of what to do and how to do it. But I think it's been a really good time to you know be innovative and think of new ways to make deals and you know just improve on communication, which in general is always one of the most important parts about the anatomy of a deal. Mm. Um, because, you know, things will, things will get, you know, taken out of sorts if the communication is not in, in one line and it's been really hard to learn how to communicate better. Mm. But I think that's, you know, overall been a really important time about this because it's going to help me for the future with not just whether it be narrating a video tour and walking someone through it or just, you know, explaining the financials and documents that are needed for an application. It's just definitely been a great time to improve on these skills and hone in and leverage them. Awesome. Lindsay, do you mind telling us how many deals are either pending or have been closed so far this month? Um, so today's May 11th. I have six pending at the current moment. Oh, wow. And out of those six pending deals, how many of those have you physically shown to the client? Uh, I've only physically shown one at the moment, and then the rest have been entirely via video or FaceTime. Oh, wow. So over 80% of your monthly income may be coming from deals in which technology has been relied upon and video exactly. tours, apparently. Wow. Are your peers doing the same thing at the real estate agency yes. you work with? Exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of other agents, um, the more senior agents who do have, you know, accounts and listings. They're doing the same thing that I am. If not, some of them are probably doing it even better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, video tours and virtual showings are not something that are just going to go away after COVID. I see more and more people doing this every day. It's existed before COVID and it'll definitely remain. It's been a really great way to either weed out someone who has no interest in the apartment or... You know, it doesn't it's it definitely saves a lot of time for not just the client, but you know, me, the broker, and the landlord. Okay, and um, how is how is the process going for you in the sense that okay, so I'm a renter, I reach out to you, maybe right, you get the lead. What happens next? So basically, what I do is I send a video tour over of the unit. Um, if the landlord permits us to show the apartment. You know, we can try to find a way to either get the super to let them in the building or, you know, find a way for them physically to see it. But a lot of my landlords are not allowing physical showings hmm. um, and are allowing, you know, only sight unseen. But I basically send them the video tour. I'll get on the phone with them right away. I'll walk them through the video tour and answer any questions they may have. 
I know my buildings very, very well. So I like to make sure that I'm in control, at least when I have someone taking a look at my property. Mm. Sorry about the seagulls there. I love I love that you're taking this uh, phone call, <laughs> you know, that we're recording via phone call. So to our listeners, we're sorry about the static over there. Um, we are trying our best. I feel like these are definitely times to be innovative, right? Um, Lindsay, so let me just get this clear. So you're saying that there's many landlords out there who are not even allowing real estate agents to show the properties? Yeah, I'm not going to name drop, but there's Absolutely. at least at least five um, open listing companies that I used to work with very, very often that are not they're not allowing any people in their apartments out of respect for their current tenants, which, you know, I really truly and under I truly understand that because mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, if I were living in this building, I wouldn't want people coming in and out and viewing an apartment and possibly spreading the disease. Um, but you know, it does make it a little bit difficult when someone can't physically see the unit. If it's a tough, you know, smaller unit, mm. um, But, you know, I haven't had that much trouble because I do, I am working on, you know, making some floor, floor plans from scratch. Mm. I usually do have floor plans and all those kinds of materials. And I have had stock videos from the past, like, three to four years that, you know, through replay listings, I've been able to upload and share the link with people mm. instead of, you know, doing it the old fashioned way and texting someone a video with all this weird noise in the background and, you yeah. know, like the seagulls that are featuring themselves in this call <laughs> that's true um but it's been i mean it has been like i said it's been a time to be innovative and the people that are being creative and who are you know improving their communication skills are the ones that are doing deals that's that's just kind of how it it goes and you know you want to have respect for both your tenants and your landlords and your incoming tenants so you know if someone's not comfortable with doing an in-person showing or not comfortable with, you know, seeing a video and taking the apartment. We have to think of ways to be creative to get them, you know, get them the housing that they need and, you know, make sure that your landlords don't have vacant apartments. It's obviously a time that we want to make sure every like end of the deal is taken care of. It's amazing. I really admire how, you know, difficult and challenging it, it must be to walk that thin line in between you know, trying to provide as much as you can to have a happy tenant, right? But you also don't want to kind of insult or step on any landlord's toes, right? And it's kind exactly. of like, that's a kind of like the thin line. And we do actually have to get very innovative as to how to get the videos, for example. Yeah, of course. And I mean, um, right now, I think uh, occupied apartments are a really touchy subject. But in general, I mean, if you if you know, in general, I have most of my buildings where I've rented to every tenant for the last three or four years, I have their contact information. Mm -hmm. You know, usually I try reaching out, asking them to get a video. Most of the time that doesn't work out well. So, because you know, people have, maybe they have boxes or maybe the apartment doesn't look great. And mm -hmm. you know, they're not, unless they're a professional videographer, which I don't think I've rented to many of those, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're really not going to take the best video to serve the apartment. But when I get in there personally, Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not by any means professional and I think my videos are pretty average, but I at least know the ways that my apartment looks the best. I know the angles to go from and how to show the full apartment without, you know, making it look too dark. Like there's ways to get around it and be smart about the way you take your videos. You know, it's hard to filter it without doing anything, you know, not, uh, not kosher in terms of editing. 
Lindsay, you mentioned before something about you still have six deals pending, which means that there's still activity out there. People are looking to move. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to knock on wood, but um, <laughs> I, people, people are still looking to move. Um, I, I can't really speak on demographics, Fair Housing Act and whatnot, but I, I can say that my clientele is pretty much the same as the same as it always has been for the type of product that I work on. Mm. And, you know, there are people that still have jobs. There's so many because a lot of companies, you know, not only is it time for real estate agents to get innovative, but obviously every other company is doing what they can make your employees work from home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are still doing business in, you know, the tech world, like Google is having their employees potentially work until the end of 2020 from home. Yeah. And, but obviously Google is still highly functioning and same with financial institutions, like financial advisors are busier than ever still working at the same pay rate that they have been. And obviously there's no gap in that. Absolutely. And, if you're receiving the same paycheck or maybe even a bigger one and you just found out that you might work from home for the next whatever couple of months or maybe even years, then these are the people that are probably reaching out to real estate agents saying, you know what, I might be considering to move to a bigger space. Is that it? Exactly. And I mean, people are quarantined in their apartments and, you know, if you spend all of your time, I think in general, New Yorkers specifically don't spend a lot of time inside their own apartments throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm personally home for, you know, the hours that I'm sleeping and maybe the hours that I'm eating dinner, if I'm eating dinner at home at all. Yeah. And that's, you know, during a normal day. And a lot of New Yorkers are similar. They're always out and you can't be out. You think more about the space that you're in and if that space is productive and, you know, if that space is going to help you do your best work. And a lot of people, you know, say, okay, I'm getting the same amount of pay. I'm here in my three bedroom with a roommate or two. You know, they think they might want to upgrade to a studio or they might want to upgrade to a one bedroom so that they have the space to think by themselves. And obviously some people who have been alone in quarantine where they're usually with other people, mm. they've also said, oh, I spent this time alone for two months now. It's not so bad. Maybe I'll do that permanently. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, if you could say something to the people looking to move, what would you say? Um, I would say, you know, just don't make any decisions that you will regret for 12 months. And I would say make sure that if you speak to a realtor about um, any kind of property, if you reach out, make sure you get on a phone call with them. I think it's the best way to get your questions aired because I personally know there are so many questions that come in in an email and to address them all in one phone call, whether it be five, 10 minutes, mm. it, it definitely saves you a lot of time typing on your keyboard. And there's questions that you might even think of on the phone that you're not going to think of via email. And Absolutely. I think it's important to communicate with who's ever listing the apartment and make sure that you don't make a decision on something that you will regret in the next 12 months. Hmm. Lindsay, thank you so much for updating us and for sharing all that information with us. That was very valuable. Yeah, no problem. If you're looking to rent an apartment in New York, Lindsay's contact information is on the description of this podcast. You can also go to replaylistings.com or download the mobile app on the App Store or Google Play. Thank you.